Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's do it. Your uh, Tuesday, Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. It's Tuesday. It is. So that means uh, how many hours until liftoff? Oh, Donnie, we are you counting two. down. I, I am absolutely, we've got to get uh, my little co-partner in Hollywood crime a little bit more excited. She Why probably hasn't she finished packing, is what I'm well, going to say. That's typical. Or I, hasn't I even started. started. I did start. I, I'm pa- well, you hate packing. Like, if you were true, if you were Oprah, oh, I you would have her. someone would... Oh, my gosh. Would, uh, Glamour you, out my life. Yes, but they would show you. Sure. You know. They would know my likes and dislikes. Yes. They would put it all. They would have it all. And you would never have to be ironed. bothered with no, it. I, mean, I really would. You would. I know. I, that, that would, would make, be... And someone would unpack it too and put everything away. That's called your your personal valet. I wouldn't mind yeah, a personal valet for packing. When is departure time? Tomorrow oh, night. Tomorrow night on no. Sun, Sun Country. Country. I think it's a seven forty-five flight, mm-hmm. something like that. So you'll have to look. You're cutting it close. Not yeah. really. Really? Not really. You know, okay. it's January. It's a Wednesday. Yeah, all right. We're not far from the airport. We're going to the other terminal. We're going to the yeah. smaller terminal where Sun Country flies out of. Plus, <laughs> we both are uh, we TSA. Bo- TSA pre-checked because oh, we went through mm-hmm. the extra Good. work. We have known traveler numbers. That's right, Donnie. <laughs> that makes all the difference in the world, though. Okay, it really it does. does. It does. All and right. so, um, anyway, uh, you, you and I both went to Crutchfield today uh, to have our hydrophobic facials and mm-hmm. linda and i discussed brad uh pritt pitt having a hydrofacial like the day before the golden globes because he was so dewy he was very dewy very dewy and in mm-hmm. all the best possible ways and she said oh yeah everybody probably does it the day before a hydrofacial uh-huh. but you and i have to move everything up like tomorrow i'm getting my hair styled by paul <laughs> felipe and have already packed my satin pillowcase because oh, we got to try and make that hair Hold till Sunday. Yours will. It's a long Lori. time. Well, Lori's it does. Always does. It she does. can hold it for. You've gone for over a week. No, I know, but like optimally from a blowout, like day three and four, like perfect. Those are the perfect. Well, then you're. And so I'm on day five with Sunday, and and then she's like, what, she, "How do you describe this trip?" I said, "It starts out Cinderella." Like in the, you know, like, ta-da, right away. That's how it feels to us. And then we work for two straight days. No, Julia, that... We're doing our show. Julia, that show is so much fun. You are... (laughs) No way. It's fun. We will have already had adventures. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the the real Cinderella moment when we're in our tattered gown and the white horses have become little Mises and we just look bed raggled is that, you know, we, we're catching a red eye to come we're back. We're taking a red eye yeah. home, yeah, to be here for the Monday show because apparently the boss lady, old B. Arthur, thinks Julie even tried to... We'd really be prepped and prepared if we came back, you know, and we just did the SAG recap show on Tuesday. Uh-huh. We really it's prepared. Martin Luther King Day. How'd that go over? Nothing. Well, Julia not well. did point out it's Martin Luther King Day, so okay, there might well. not be as big of an audience right. or whatever, but still, <laughs> and that we would be more prepared. And uh-huh. I believe it was just a total eye roll, not even a yes, <laughs> no. <I> no. <laughs> it was just an eye roll. That yeah. was like how it was communicated, but I really appreciated it it's a hard it that is we've a done hard, it a couple yeah. other times sometimes if the flights don't work right. out for us to get home back that's home. a tough one so that's how we're going to look at 5 30 when we land on monday morning that's when we're the bed raggled cinderella is just lugging because all the because we've so many adventures ahead of us okay so donnie <laughs> listen to this okay okay so, honest to god <laughs> if everything is on time and i'm sure it will be yeah we will get, we will be able to go to Dantana's and have a drink with our friends and they yell, Menha sodas in the house when we come in. I mean, nice. if that isn't a welcoming, honestly, nice. Lori, Beverly honestly, Hills honestly. welcome. <laughs> so we'll go there and we're kind of all wound up because we've been flying and, you know, we're ready to be there. And then we'll go home, you know, by one at a reasonable oh, no. hour. And then we do... We, why did she just say, oh, no? Oh, yeah, because Lori forgets who she's traveling with. <laughs> okay, Julia, you stayed out with me last year. I don't know why you make me. Okay, because I'm, I'm the fun I, patrol. Well, you know what's <laughs> weird is I really have not gone out past 10 o'clock. I went out one weekend for two nights in a row since... I know. Get on your Beverly Hills slippers, girl. So anyway, then yes. Donnie, then on yes. Thursday morning, you know, we'll do we'll we'll do a little maybe a light Beverly Hills walk or something. I have to go to the dry cleaners. I need something, you know, dry clean before Sunday. And then we have to be in downtown Sherman Oaks, which is just a canyon over. We don't even go on the freeway by noon. And we'll meet our people. It's the same place we did last year. Yeah. We'll enchant them, and we're going to have a fun show, and um, and then we're done by four, and then Donnie. That's we, the weirdest feeling. I have to admit, being done with the show at four okay, o'clock. That is, four and I we, have to admit, that is it's delightful. It, it is delightful, unbelievable to be done by four in the afternoon. And we will drive to someplace fabulous, possibly the Polo Lounge at for the Beverly Hills. Yeah, we go for happy hour. It is. It's I have really to admit, fun. that is like the weirdest feeling to be out of work at four. And we're just giddy, and we're driving, you know, back over our little canyon into our Look little abode. It's so fun, and then and then the red carpet. Roll out, out is Friday, Friday morning, morning yeah. and we get our credentials. And Joey King is uh, one of the ambassadors, the girl from Hulu's The Act. Yes, for the Screen Actors so we'll Guild meet Awards. Her. Lovely. Yeah, we'll meet her and talk to her, and I forget who the other one is. So we'll just have a, a lovely little, you know, morning down at the Shrine Auditorium, and then. It'll be afternoon, and we are free to make our way either to the Grammy Museum to see the Amy Winehouse exhibit or make our way back to our hotel where Julie will either take a nap (laughs) or she'll come with me into Beverly Hills to go to Parvana, the little Mm -hmm. beauty store, and maybe have a glass of rosé at Villa Blanca and check on Lisa and Todd. 
All right. You know, and it's it's like how come it's always your rules? <laughs> no, it is. And then we've got a day with thinking, we've got I, a day with cousin my cousin. I mean, what do you, I mean, Julia? What are, what are we going to do? Go to a movie? Hell no! It's, I mean, she's brought it up in the past. I no, have done it. <laughs> no, it's so delightful. If people could understand, we know what we're doing. Like people want to come with us. To oh. Beverly Hills. I can't believe how many people's um, emails we've had to respond to and be yeah. their travel agents from and then, LA. And then, so you're going to have your little nap or whatever. Maybe I'll go to Parvana and get us some beauty, whatever. But I bet you'll want to go because, you know, we kind of like doing that. And then we could come home and then you could take a, like a 45-minute disco <laughs> nap. And then we can walk down to Craig's. It's Friday night. It'll be popping. Oh, yeah, sure. It'll be popping because, uh, you know, everybody's in town and... Do celebrities go to Craig's? Yes. Yes. That's where we saw last year. We saw. um, Thought you saw. No, no, we no, saw no, Lisa no. Rinna. Yeah, we saw J- Erica Jane, Real Housewives. She's starring right now in Chicago. Yeah, we Erica always Jane. see. You always see, see somebody always, there because people want to go there to be photographed. But we'll do something fun. We never know exactly what will happen to us on Friday night, and then uh, then we've got Saturday, darling. The we've whole got day is the yours. Whole day right. of Beverly Hills, darling. <laughs> she, she, she. <laughs> It's going to oh, be fun. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm just. I feel like, for you, Julia. I'm oh, giddy. No. I, Daddy, don't I'm you? I'm giddy. No. Don't you feel. I mean, who doesn't want to go with a giddy travel companion? Me. I want my travel companion at some point to realize. What? I need beauty sleep. Oh, Julia. You're getting me out. I'll you go out to sleep with your dad. You sleep in your back in Minnesota. <laughs> no, I was going to say, sleep with your home. And besides, everything closes up early everything, in that town. That is the weirdest town. I have to Yes, make- everything becomes private party. All the places oh. basically close at one, unless, you know, somebody at <clears throat> Dantana's and they lock oh, the door okay. and close it and let you stay. You know, stuff like that. But yeah, every, it's a one o'clock town. I'm surprised. So house it, it parties, really is. okay, uh, and after hour places. And I remember that before Uber, we couldn't even find a cab. Yes, late at night to take us. We had to walk a lot. Yeah, I'm thinking because we haven't been there in a couple oh, of years, and it's such say. a great scene. No, we're going to just mosey on up to the Rainbow Room and see what. <laughs> remember the last time we were there, the people we saw. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> The, the excitement you're hearing <laughs> is non-existent on your part and really heavy on mine. I'm really <laughs> heavy. That's really heavy. For, this is for Julia. That sound you hear is stunned silence. That's no, I Julia. know. There's nothing to be... <laughs> no, it, it, I have no... Uh, yeah. We gotta go. We'll be right back. But Lori's gonna have to do some work this year. Julia, I do work I mean, every with your year. phone. Julia, I do it, and I'm happy to do it. You are, you She's work. such a liar. You're we got to take a break. You're we'll such right a mom. We'll be right back. Are you in timeout this week? You can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream My Talk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at My Talk keyword podcast. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? I slow dance if you're feeling me now. Romance, one chance. I just wanna know you slow dance. I wanna slow dance if you're feeling me now. If you know, hold hands, you'll be killing me now. If you know, romance, one chance. I just wanna know you slow dance. It won't work, it won't work, it won't work. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, happy birthday, Ginny. You know who you are. Yes, we should really no do kidding. in the club for we somebody. Should. We won't say who it is. I'm it's just her name is Ginny. But find it. Yeah, just anyway. I'm sending her happy birthday from us. Okay. Yeah, a little Tweety Bird told me it was our f- a lady named Ginny's birthday today. <laughs> January. And she knows 14. who she is. She does know who she is. <laughs> she knows who all the other Capricorns out there named Ginny whose birthday it is today. It's this a is Capricorn. for you too. I'm it's pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I dated a Capricorn. There it is. I found it. That was the first time we played it on the new system, huh, Danny? Yeah, that's why I had to In the find club, it. I know. That's yeah. what I was figuring was going on yeah. there. Okay, so I have recovered from the scary trip that you just told me I was going on. Julia, it's what we do every year. We might go to a deli. I mean, there will be food here and there, but that's never at the food thing. I don't care. Is a big priority, but uh, no. But I'm I'm kind of excited to see some stars this year. We haven't. I'm I'm excited. And Julia, you know, once you get alone with me, (laughs) you are so happy we're each other's gales, and we just have a blast together. We will. I mean, we do. We will. You know. We will. Okay, what is going on with Charlie Hunter? Okay, so uh, I've been worried about... um, His choices. His movie choices. Since he left Sons of Anarchy, whatever. You know, he's British. You know, he's handsome, hot as hell. Anyway, he's he's in a Guy Ritchie movie, and he already got screwed once by Guy Ritchie, the King Arthur movie. Oh yeah, which was horrible. Which he did oh. after. I love it that he's getting screwed. He, he means got, he's it, in terrible movies. But still, on paper, you know, King Arthur, these kinds of movies, you know, the game. I mean, this on paper, this kind of thing should have been good, but the execution of that movie and the script was no bueno. So Guy Ritchie. Talked him into yeah. coming into another movie, and this one stars Hugh Grant and Matthew McConaughey. And I feel like Donnie, you posted this trailer. It's called The Gentleman. I did. Yes. Okay, and, and I, it looks looks kind of good. It, it does looks look good. sleuthy, good kind of. Yeah, everyone in it is amazing. Yeah, Hugh Grant, Matthew McConaughey, and Charlie Hunnam. So they were on Andy Cohen's. Um, a satellite radio okay. show a couple days ago, and um, just yesterday, and Andy was talking to Charlie, and I think it's where it started, about turning, like, oh, you're turning 40. Right. And marriage comes up, and, I mean, just take a listen to Charlie, beautiful Charlie Hunnam and his gorgeous British accent. So you're 40, and you're about to have a little bit of a crisis trying to figure out where I am. That's presumptuous. I'm 39 still. You're 39. months, but I do feel like as though I'm on the precipice of some sort of crisis. No, you're good. You're going to figure it all out in the next 10 years. Forties are amazing. No, I I feel like it was just going to be a... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. A temporary crisis of actually, you know, putting a four onto the old age. Yes. But, you know. Are yeah. you are you single? To it. No, I've been with my girlfriend for 14 and a half years. Wow. Yeah, I and, think... And thirteen you, and a half years, maybe. Oh God! What is your have, What I, is I, your POV about marriage? Point of view. Um, mm. sort of indifferent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she does not feel the same. Whoa. She's very eager How to fun get married. For you. Yeah. So you know, I'll do it because it's important to her. But I don't have any sort of great romantic feelings towards it. I wouldn't go with that line. <laughs> <laughs> when you pop the yeah. question, <laughs> no, no one listens to uh, this. I was massaged. Don't worry. Yeah. Yes. I can help you with that. Did you just I say do. no one listens to this show? Yes. Is that what you said? <laughs> That's what we are saying. You're right. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, it's, 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 it's very much worth all of your time. This is the most key bit of press that you're going to do leading up to the premiere of The Gentleman. I Oh. I mean, Charlie, mm. huh, no. He's going to need to work on that. If I was his girlfriend... Because go back through some of the history with this well, girlfriend that he's been with. She's a jewelry designer. They've been together for 14, 14 or 13, 13 years. years. Yeah, uh, and uh, remember when he went method on the movie? Um, World According to Z or whatever that one was? The Lost City of Z. Oh, yeah. And he okay. was <laughs> in the... He ghosted her. He was on the set in South America somewhere, and they didn't speak for six months. He just right. said, I, and he used that. I kind of basically ghosted right. my girlfriend. I like to go method. So he's indifferent. She's very eager. Yes. And she's like 34, probably, or 35 now, because she was like four years younger than me. But I have no great romantic feelings about it. You know, he ra- he got ra- he got um, irrationally married at the age of 18, and like it was over, and like it was like hooky. A hot second. So, obviously, he's scarred about it. I thought it was presumptuous of Andy to assume he was going to have a... Like a age thing at forty. Oh, a midlife crisis. Oh, right. Or something. Are you ready for the crisis that's approaching you? But maybe that is the more common one for, for guys. Men? For guys, right? Um, I would agree with that. And um, anyway, when it was Matthew's turn to talk about getting older and embracing his forty, he gave the most on-brand answer about getting rid of uh, crap in your thirties so you can customize the next decade. You know, like he was talking about like a car. Well, Cadillac. Yeah, so it was so funny. (laughs) And he's got his glasses on, and then Hugh comes into the conversation, and he goes, and he's like, what was your favorite decade? And he goes, none of them. (laughs) <laughs> They're all terrible. I think I've been bad in all of them. He is he so is, he's amazing because I love his perpetual yes. crustiness. Yes. It's just so great. And then Hugh, he just then he talked about clubbing and golf clubbing and his lost years. And if you have a few lost years, then you probably had some good years in there. I mean, it was hysterical. He is, he's something. So Charlie Hunnam, though, when. He's talking about miscasting, about, um, this just came out, and this is from this interview this morning. He says, um, miscasting to blame for the King Arthur flop. Now, if you remember the King Arthur... Which guy Richie directed him in. It it took forever. It was $175 million to make. It earned just $14 million. Huge bomb. Um, He walked away from Fifty Shades of Grey to do this movie. 
Yeah. Um, it cost Warner Brothers $153 million they had to eat. Wow. And the opening scene alone, that movie was over three and a half hours long. And the opening sequence alone lasted 30 minutes. That's too long. They, they, they did cut it down quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, but remember how they had to keep reshooting and reshooting yeah. and reshooting. So I hope that this is a good movie. It, it opens the last weekend in January. So I don't know what that tells you as far as... You know, a movie, maybe they think it's a caper. You've got three great star If someone said I'm not that keen on it, and then, but she is. Well, she's just, I mean. uh, I love you, Grant. Well, you should probably. No one's listening. I'll do it for, I mean, it was really, really like, oh, Charlie. I don't know, maybe his girlfriend never reads anything with him. He's like, don't read anything with my name. No Google alerts. That would be the first thing. I'd put a Google alert on it. Yeah, here's what he said about you today. Oh, boy. All True right. love. It feels like he takes it for granted. That's my only thought. Yeah, I think so. All right. Holly, toot yes. what's happening on the road? Beep, beep, got a little traffic going on this afternoon. We're going to start. In Mendota, Highway 55 westbound, a crash from Highway 13 to Mendota Heights Road. In Minneapolis, a stalled vehicle blocking a lane 35W southbound from Portland Avenue to Highway 55. In West St. Paul, 52 southbound, a crash from Butler Avenue to right around Highway 150. Well, yes, indeed. Next week, the People magazine cover will feature Harry and Meghan because I was sorely disappointed when I got my issue last Friday, and it was the Property Brothers. On the it's cover. Birthday. It's their birthday. Yeah, I know, but it was a disappointing, but it's, you know, it's January, but yeah, they've got, well, least, all the magazines are so happy about uh, the uh, Sussex exit because it's, it's giving selling them life things. It's giving them in life. In between yes. Brad and Jen yes, yes, getting yes. back together. Yes. For the cover. And according uh, to Us Weekly, the Duchess of Sussex was spotted um, driving herself around Vancouver Island. She was spotted at a drugstore in a drugstore <laughs> parking lot. Well, think about how much you oh. would miss Lord. not being able to jump in your car. I would have hated marrying a prince. Yeah, a royal. That's what comes into all of this. You would have hated to marry a royal who has no... It's probably oh, all the little things that, as an American, that would start to add up, and then you add on top of it the toxic brew the of the press. way the tabloids are, and that also that some of that tabloid story, at least half of it, is coming, is coming from, from within Buckingham Palace and right. maybe even the family. Because remember, there are right. 49 royal adjacent people that mm-hmm. make up the Windsor um, oh. Mountbatten fam- royal family. Right. And on this clip we're going to just play from GMA, they showed the thing that shows, and people did agree that that was, um, with our assessment yesterday, that that is the most informal, formal statement Queen Elizabeth in all her years on the Mm -hmm. throne has ever issued. Talking about referring to herself as a grandmother. Right. And Harry and Meghan and blah, blah, blah. They're not going to lose their titles. But um, the clip that they showed of how much things have changed, they showed a clip from the crown of queen elizabeth telling her sister who she loved like crazy yes she did that she couldn't marry the divorcee if you marry peter you can't be part of the royal family anymore and she had to tell him she didn't want to but she was talked into it by the prime minister at the time you said you have to do this and it was because it was the 50s 
and people didn't get, get divorced, divorced. Mm. and uh, they were the uh, crown. And uh, I mean, uh, there were so many things homosexual. They'd already thrown Alan Turing in prison, who broke the Nazi, you know, the code, Enigma, the Enigma code yeah. to help with World War Two. I mean, it was a very, very class, you know, and the and no, I mean. So they kind of show that now it's completely, you know, all these years later, like it, because it, it is a bit of a prison. Right. And for someone coming outside. Oh, I just can't imagine being go, American and going over there. And also being, you know, mixed race. Yeah. And so you have all of that. And uh, it, so us has that little story. They also have that um, over on People magazine that they just felt so ostracized within the family. There was so little, not not like from William and Megan, so much as maybe you mean some, William and Kate William as and much Kate. as some of the cousins, whoever else makes up the 49 other people, not the queen, not the Prince right. Charles, not Camilla. But remember, people are snaky behind other people's bags. Oh, we watched other, upstairs downstairs. That's right. Julia. <laughs> true. And anyway, I mean, they just could not get over the the stories. And we know from the crown and we know from other people who've done royal things that at the palaces, wherever Kensington, Buckingham, wherever they're staying, all of the British papers are delivered yeah. to the family. Ta-da. They're mm-hmm. there. So, you know, maybe they, maybe Harry said, hey, we can't have these anymore, but still people could thing, make a side. Or okay, you, you think of the other thing, not only being an American, you know, um, marrying someone who's at, you know, the pinnacle monarchy in the world yeah um she doesn't have any friends over there right she doesn't have any friends over there it would be that's what i'm thinking how the existence would be not only isolating but so lonely because you can't do anything normal a and then you don't have anyone to even talk to about it because the instant friendship that you know Catherine or Kate has that all of takes, her own life, and she has all of her friends over there. And she's got kids, and it takes time it to does. do that with a sister-in-law so, or whatever. I mean, it really does. You're mm-hmm. right about that. So but, she was just thrown. You know, they fell in love. They had this World War moments. They get married, and then and I do. What think, am I supposed to do here now? And I do think the original rift between the brothers was that William pointed all of this out to Harry, which all came true. That it was going to be so difficult. Yep, and for it, her, are you both sure? And of course. Like we talked about the other day, you know, the orgasmic haze. I mean, you just think, yes, how bad could it be? I was just going to say that's a little little naivete. Well, because you don't know. You don't know know what you don't know. That's Julia. Thank you for giving that. (laughs) That is what I tell my kids, too. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And the only way you figure stuff out is you do it. And I mean, like the prince. I mean, they need to do. I was thinking of that book, The Royal We. They need. I mean, the princess Wait. unlocking the prince from the royal drudgery and getting him out of the tower is just so 2020. I, just, I guess I still have this a little bit of sadness for um, the brothers because I know they're not close like they were, no matter yeah. what, even though they did yeah, the unified, right. um, you know, thing. I, I think that that's something that. I think the four, you know, should work on many because that's important. And with his dad, I mean, he needs family. Well, he's going to be isolated in Canada without Harry, any family. You know, Harry cried with his grandmother. I saw that. Okay, he, he went two hours early. Two hours early, and then then the four of them sat down. But it wasn't. It doesn't sound like that was a real emotional thing. 
because of the two nasty stories that had been leaked over the weekend that were very mm-hmm. negative towards Harry that could have only come within Prince William's circle, whoever that might have been. And then they issue the joint statement, yeah. oh, which they only issue a statement like that, denying that which is true. Right. <gasps> yeah. Remember right. that? Let's, well, let's hear from right. Tina Brown. So right. she's extensively covered the royal family right. for many years, you know, yeah. editor of different magazines. So she, GMA had her on. But there's a lot of things that have been left on the table, as she says. And she says, you know, these things are going to take time to work out. And, it, you know, the, her, her advisors will then weigh in and be the hard cops, I would think, on, on what is going to happen on the financial front. Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. How much of it does come down to money? And if they get financial independence, can pursue some private businesses, does that mean they're going to get cut off? Well, this the is the thing funds. that they, everyone has to address. The question is what kind of business they want to do. I mean, it has never worked when members of the royal family have tried to pursue these kind of half, uh, half in, half out deals because things boomerang and the press go crazy. And as we've seen in all of the people who raise money with foundations even, suddenly, you know, it's funny money. Suddenly you'll find that, you know, this big grant you got were from Saudis who do, you know, appalling things or from oligarchs who suddenly are arrested, you know. So this, this is an area that's really, fraud and so there'll be so much monitoring of what they are actually allowed to do I'm not sure how much freedom they're actually going to get to pursue these independent interests well you, you, but that's the question you say they might not have freedom but what is the leverage that the Queen has I guess it's her funds the Queen's leverage really is that, yes. I mean, she has, well, Prince Charles is really has a lot of leverage. I mean, mm-hmm. he's giving them two, two and a half million a year from his private funds. There is the whole cost of security, which is astronomical, you know. And the question is, you know, if the British public are really going to be funding that security as they amp the price by going all around the world and not really being, you know, continually needing, you know, round-the-clock surveillance, you know, all over the world, that's going to become a controversial issue, and there's going to be a lot of protest about that. And you already kind of heard some rumblings about that, because I even just said that... Because it's even bringing up to the British public again how much they spend already for all the security, yes. for all yeah, of the different things. And that's the part that I think the dad and the brother were like, listen, you're not just you know, getting out. You're exposing all of us. Yeah, yeah. While yeah. you're getting out. And yeah. that was the part that I think they he was a little it. hasty. And he does say, Henry says, uh, Harry, excuse me. I like that you're on a formal basis. I know. <laughs> he has said that he knows that he wished it would have happened differently. Yeah, because he was most upset about that they wouldn't change, they not wanting to change the Royal Rota, how they right. work with the press. But it's so much bigger because yeah, yeah, now yeah. everyone's with a fine tooth comb going through, oh. well, like, let's see how much we spend. Here, right. because all no, that's no, no. exposed that wasn't exposed before and that was what i was trying to say it's not just about harry it's about the monarchy right but maybe these things needed to be exposed because we'd already heard the planted stories that were charles friendly that is his intention to, to trim back the royal family and so one of the things that i read was that it is true in this 49-member royal adjacent family. These are all people that have ties to the queen and are considered royals. So these are... Royals. Yeah, that the lesser royals have always made the royals who marry into the family feel very unwelcome and tomorrow for vintage scandal so have give me example. an example well what do you All mean the last royal so like i'm Kate number- middleton she was a commoner right and i mean that, she was raked over the coals as well but and she a lot support. of and a lot of but she knew kind of how but a, a lot of that comes from these lesser royals they are the sources 
of the in the royal rota system and it they attack they are the gossip people yes and they attack and if like megan was so hugely popular she came in and they're like who does she, she was think? better she was bigger than kate and william Gloria? they are oh. the most popular they're more popular than Catherine and william yeah so there's the other issue so there was all this petty jealousy like uh, who does this upstart American exactly. thing. Let's play the last one from Tina Brown. Uh, okay. He's heard in the past the Queen and Harry had, had something of a special, warm relationship, but she seemed to be really blindsided by this. Look, I mean, I think uh, she was definitely extremely unhappy about the way this announcement happened. I mean, she did know they were all in these talks, and I think that when that picture was released before Christmas of the Queen with Prince Charles and, uh, uh, you know, Harry, uh, William and uh, baby George, I think that was a message to say we're actually solid here. There was no picture in that there of, 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 of Harry and, and Meghan. So they've known for some time that this thing was really going in that direction. But, you know, it's a bit like suddenly being in the middle of a, any kind of a, a job negotiation and suddenly you dump it all out on Instagram. I think she was absolutely blindsided because it hadn't yet been resolved. And I think she, she was upset. But at the same time, she was also upset, apparently, then about the massive backlash that they got because she doesn't need Harry to be trashed. I mean, at the end of the day... Yeah, he's uh, he's also the second most popular person in the in the royal family, and you know his marriage to Meghan was embraced as the new face of England. You know, seven percent of England now is has biracial marriage. I mean, this is something they all have embraced. Actually, they don't like the idea that somehow it can't be worked out. That you know you join the royal family and bam, it warps. And that's why they want it wrapped up quickly. Absolutely. The backstabbing behind palace doors is the thing that just cracked the two of them yeah. up. They, they, Too bad. Uh, away from Too the family. Bad. Just, yeah. it was like, I, and, and it won't, that won't change. No, I know. I, I really just am hopeful that somehow. Well, I, yeah, the brothers. Somehow we can all have um, yeah, birthday parties together it's in all the gonna, It's all going to work all right. out. All right, listen, we'll be right back. We've got a very special guest when we come back. Did you miss Sex Monday? You can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream My Talk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at My Talk Keyword Podcast. So you're a tough guy. Colin Egglesfield is with us. And Colin, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you guys? We're really you good. Were you're my birthday, yeah, my 40th birthday, birthday That's present. That's right. My God. All right. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, that was just la- last year. We saw the photo of you somewhere on a man wall. So you... Right um, above John Stamos and below Andrew Shue is where you are in our man wall. And next to Johnny Depp all right, and Taylor Kitsch. You are in yeah, good company. you are in good company. So, and you also know our good friends, Lynn and Dan. Um, so anyway, nice, yeah. nice to be chatting with you. And people will know you. You were on... Um, all my children. You were in something borrowed. You were in some other movies. You were Ca- Calvin Klein model. Uh, yeah, and um, people would recognize yeah. your gorgeous people, face. Yep, yep. You did all those things. Um, and you have written this book, um, Life Lessons from Hollywood and Beyond Agile Artists. I read it last night. What a great book! Well, you read it in one night. I did. We read so, amazing. We read a ton for our show. <laughs> I did read it in one night. So okay. why don't you tell everybody? Well, so what'd you think? I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you, you tell feel everybody? Like you can conquer the world now. Well, I can, and I just saw we just saw Oprah on Saturday too. So with your book and okay. Oprah, we're good to go. So why don't you tell everybody about your book? Oh yeah, you're book? ready to start out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I. Uh, I wrote this thing last year, um, and essentially, 
what what's in the book. Um, it's called Agile Artist. It's everything that I've learned over the past 20 years working in Hollywood and uh, working overseas in Europe with some of the top designers in the world. And just having had all these amazing experiences working with um, incredibly creative and artistic people, um, it made me realize that uh, a lot of the life-altering experiences that I've gone through, um, including my having my two bouts of cancer and living across the street from the World Trade Center and just dealing with the ups and downs of an acting career, mm-hmm. what I recognize is, is that um, in order to solve problems in our lives, that uh, we all face, um, whether it's in relationships or just, um, you know, like I was mentioning, um, health issues, mm-hmm. a lot of the times in order to solve problems effectively and uh, in an empowered perspective is to look at things from a perspective of creativity and curiosity and, in, in essence, an artistic perspective. And as actors, we've, you know, we get trained and how to uh, go after what we want in a scene or in a script. And I basically applied all the stuff that I learned in my acting classes to my everyday life. And what I share in the book is all about how um, anyone can apply these same principles to effectively create an empowered perspective for them to deal with whatever challenges that they face in life. And I I have to think, I mean, in in your book, you do point out a statistic, you know, SAG-AFTRA provided about, you know, at any given time, like how how much, how many actors are really working that a lot, most, yeah, most actors like 5%. are, yeah, most <laughs> actors are in the, uh, trying to make money in between kind of things. And I mean, the discipline to even just be able to continue to pick yourself up yeah. and go to another audition yeah. and do all it's that. I pretty mean, incredible. I'd never thought about it that way. I mean, I didn't never think about it. We yeah. look at actors or someone we see on TV or in a magazine and we just automatically think, Oh, it's glamorous. And, you know, it's easy, and you know you. Oh was, yeah, you know, we have, yeah. We just wake up and right. the red carpet gets rolled out. It, it does. You know? <laughs> I mean, really, that was really. Well, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you know, for the top one percent, yes, like the Leonardo yes. DiCaprio's, the Julia Roberts, yeah. yes, but for you know ninety nine percent of actors out there. Truly, we do it because we just have a love and a passion for what we do. Mm-hmm. And in my book, Agile Artist, what I talk about is. Uh, there's so many people who have a love and a passion for something, but for whatever reason, growing up, they were, they felt like they had to do the responsible thing in their life, whether it was to, you know, go to school and get the degree to go become whatever it was they thought their parents thought they should be. Mm -hmm. And I meet a lot of people who are in their, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, who are going through these changes in life, whether it's feeling like they just want, they're looking for more fulfillment in their life, or they're going through a relationship change. Um, or just whatever it's, you know, there's a lot, the world is such a different place nowadays where there's so much change. The average person goes through 12 different career changes in their life. And so it's very similar to an acting career in the sense that a lot of people now have to deal with change quicker and faster than ever before. And so in my book, Agile Largest, I talk about how we as actors have had to do this for, you know, this is just part of our career and, and our profession. And so I share some of the strategies and techniques that we learn in order to deal with these kinds of changes that everyone, you know, most people are now dealing with. 
and you know whether it's creating a side hustle to create some supplemental income mm-hmm. um, you know it takes a lot of creativity to uh, to start thinking of different ways to be able to to make more money or to get into a new relationship and uh, and that's what uh, that's what the book is all about it really in when you said I, I read it in a night it, it really is a good book yeah just a it good, really does I texted Lori last got, night you, you, got, you, have, got good you have good stories about your experiences and, with certain people in Hollywood and different things and it's your, a perfect mix of you and know, your tragedy and, and how you've overcome it I mean your tra- World Trade Center stories about being in the building right across from you know the North Tower it, that I was with you. Yeah. I mean, it's just, cri- yeah. I can understand how crippling that must have been. And then getting, you know, listening to your agent instead of your gut and turning down jobs. I mean, it's, yep. it really is something. And it, like you said, we don't think about when you go out to auditions as an actor, you're turned down so much and you have to be this type of person for this minute. Yeah. And that type, I yeah. mean, that has just got to be grueling. So you have found a way within your book, Agile Artists, I really think to help people. It's very practical. What did you learn from Susan Lucci? Yeah. Give us one thing that you learned because you were her date at a at a daytime Emmys. <laughs> and you one were year. with her on the show. Yeah. And she she posted a throwback photo today on Instagram of her fifty years ago and all my children. So just give us a Susan Lucci. Oh my we have I'm one sure minute. The same. Yeah. <laughs> um, I learned how to be a consummate professional. Uh, she was always just gracious and Amazing, and she's one of the most talented actresses out there. I mean, she can look at a script and memorize it in two seconds, and uh, she just essentially taught me how to be, uh, you know, a professional on and off the stage. Yeah. They always and, say that all yeah. the actors that are working on a soap is like the best uh, It's so training. much. It's because it's so much work. training so much ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's so good. We and, don't have... And just so... If you, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say real quick, um, if people are interested in uh, in getting more of Agile Artists, I'm actually starting a book club this Friday. It's a six-week book club. Oh, it's interactive. It's worldwide. So if people want uh, to join, then go to my Instagram, at Colin Egglesfield. Click on the link in my bio. And each week, we'll be basically breaking down each chapter and sharing videos and having conversations and discussions. So... To, Whoa, thank to you. discuss how to implement and apply this to uh, to anyone and everyone's daily life. Colin, thank you. It's a great book. You're welcome. Thank Thanks you for, for having me.